Hello and welcome to Game Source Podcast. Uh, welcome back, actually, your number one source for gaming news and entertainment with your host, Nick, and my partner, Gerald. Another wonderful day in paradise. And our brand new staff member, Chris. What's up, world? Well, welcome all you fellow listeners. Uh, I know it's been a while since we've been back on the air, but we are happy to be back on the air. And yes, just want to remind you to uh, visit uh, www.yourgamesource.com for the uh, latest and greatest uh, new features, columns, blogs, and people. And also, uh, several changes have been made since uh, we last podcasted to the site. And I'm just, if you get a chance, check it out. It's a great site. Everything that you need right there on the latest news. You don't have to weed through pages and pages and pages of stuff. It's all right there. Right. Uh, actually, well, you know, don't take it from me. Uh, Chris will tell you because actually he liked it so much he wanted to become part of the staff. Chris? Yeah, I actually. Uh... I was told about the website. I wanted to just check it out, liked the potential in it, saw all the great stuff it is, uh, and just from there joined it. I was impressed, more than impressed. Uh, I, I mean, like like Gerald was saying, I mean, nothing else comes close to it and how, how everything is all in one section. There's no uh, weaving through any... Uh, any confusing parts, any, uh, just basically a huge database or anything. Everything's just right on, right on the page for you guys. Well, we strive to, uh, not have clutter on there. So, um, I'm to please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I know it's a pain looking through, uh, IGN to try to find uh, information. It makes it a lot easier when it's just right then, right then and there for me. So, but anyway, um, you know, uh, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, again, I know it's been a while since we uh, had a podcast, but we're great uh, and uh, happy to be back with everybody. So start off the evening, uh, we're going to kind of break into uh, the mid-holiday sales for the our 2010 review. Um, kind of the ups and downs for the uh, past uh, 60 days for game sales trends. Uh, Gerald, do you want to start, start us off? Well, basically what when we're describing that is, is – how you know we're right in the middle of one of the best parts of the year for video gamers i mean this is when all the good stuff starts to come out um and this is when it it really just becomes to fruition as far as whether games are going to be a hit whether games are going to be a stinker they're going to be a failure this is when development companies you know tank and this is when they you know rise to power is really in this quarter and it really starts off you know with Madden in August coming out, uh, and it goes from there. But uh, I guess that you know, so far, you know, the, the game to beat right now is Halo Reach. And uh, I know Chris is a big fan of Halo Reach, and you've tried out extensively, and you've seen the feedback uh, that people are giving you on it. Uh, tell us more, a little bit more about what you think of Halo Reach. Well, with Halo Reach, it's a it's a big improvement in the Halo series. I know with Halo One, Two, and Three, it was a good series uh, trilogy. Once Halo ODST came out, there was a big, uh, a big upset on, on it mainly because it was a brand new game, sixty dollars, and it felt so un- incomplete and just it didn't feel right. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of people were satisfied. And once Halo Reach came out, it kind of redeemed itself. Uh, I, I found that it was a big improvement from even the first three. Uh, with all the new features, uh, different online multiplayer, different things. Uh, for the most part, I I give it one of the best uh, ratings, and I and I mean I've I've just been playing it ever since it came out. And you know so, the online community is really robust for it, so you know it's not something that's going to be you know readily pay- playable. You know, well. Halo 3 is still readily playable, so it's, you know, we're talking something that might last for, for quite some time, a number of years. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's also other games that, that you know, um, have come out in this period, you know, which you want to take a look at. Um, everything from, obviously, big hits like Rock Band 3, which just came out, to little titles uh, that might get kicked by the wayside. You know, I was talking to you guys before we started the show regarding... 
you know, my thoughts on Vanquish and, uh, you know, Enslaved Odyssey of the West. And these are great games that are really going to get really going to get snowed under by uh, all these other big hits coming out. And, you know, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on, on why you think, you know, bringing out a game that doesn't have as much publicity as the other ones uh, is, is a good or not such a good, good idea. Nick? Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, only because that's a pretty expansive thing to go into. I, I mean, you know, really, you know, is, is, it, is it good to, I mean, you know, my thing is, is uh, coming from from a producer developer side, you know, is it a is it a good deal to kind of pull, you know, pull out all your guns? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. And but you know, this is the time of year if you are going to make a hit out of something that doesn't have as much um, backing behind it as some other titles. This is the time to do it. So, like I said, I call it the Left for Dead theory. You know, Left for Dead. Uh, May not have been uh, a great game to everyone, but it sure sold a lot of copies. Simply, it's fact, simply because of the fact it came out at the right time and and uh, piggybacked on on the sales of a lot of great hits. So, yeah, yeah. and I mean, I, I think I see a lot of titles following that same, like you said, that same piggybacking. Um, I mean, uh, you know, like uh, I, I mean, me personally, I wasn't really a big fan of uh, Halo ODST, but. Um, I think as far as release, it was so close to when, you know, Halo Reach uh, had come out, like we were discussing again before the show. I mean, look how many sales uh, ODST still made, even though the highly anticipated Reach was right around the corner. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, um, uh, you know, there's there's so many titles that have come out, you know, when you, t- when you talk about everything from uh, uh, F1 2010 to... You know, Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Medal of Honor. Now, Medal of Honor, I, you know, Chris and I, again, were talking before the show about how well it's done. Sales are starting to drop off now a little bit, but uh, is that correct? Yeah, it's mostly, uh, it was mostly a big hype for the first uh, half a month, two or three weeks that it was out. But now it's, it seems like once the news got around on how, how it actually plays, nobody is actually buying it as much. I think the hype was a lot more on it than the game. I, I don't know. My expectations of it originally before it was released were uh, pretty minimal. I mean, not not only because I really haven't been a Medal of Honor fan, but only because um, they had some really good-looking commercials, but which I'm sure we'll get into later about advertisement. But, um, again, I, I, don't, I don't think uh, upon release you're right. Uh, people at some point just said, man, we really had a high expectations for this game. It looked really good, but didn't play very well. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, coming from a person, I played the Medal of Honor games when they first came out on the PC. Those were amazing, but of course the graphics weren't good. I just figured that this would be a lot like those ones, just with a lot better graphics and for an actual console rather than on your PC. And I was... I mean, it did meet those expectations. It was really good graphics, but uh, it it wasn't as good of a gameplay as those originals. And if those originals are even still floating around in in sales right now, I would definitely still recommend those for sale over the new one. Well, now, I mean, let me bring up this point. So, I mean, do you guys feel as though um, these developers are sacrificing gameplay for graphics now since... Since high definition and 3D TV and 3D interactiveness uh, with these gaming consoles is so prevalent now amongst all the systems with the PlayStation Move, um, with Microsoft's Connect, uh, with what the Nintendo with what Nintendo already established with the uh, Nintendo Wii, are they sacrificing good game play and and good gaming mechanics? Uh, for graphics, uh, for instance, uh, look at Star Wars: Force Unleashed 2. It was a, uh, it was very graphically impressive, but I beat the game in in less than three hours. It was like very disappointing. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I mean, what do you think? Well, I think, like I said, like you said, it, it's um, they're they're spending millions of dollars and 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 tons of 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 
hours and you know sometimes up to years is going into developing these games but yet is it being shown through in the final product um, you know if you're able to beat these games in three four five six hours of gameplay and they just want you to kick you over into the multiplayer I don't think that's getting accomplished uh, everything that that you know you can get out of a video game as well I agree but I actually find that the online multiplayer of a game uh it's it i find it a little more important than the actual game like single player game play just because uh now since everything's moving towards online uh whether it's gaming or whether it's just emails or something like that but uh since everything's moving to online sources uh it'd be a lot better just to get everybody more hyped for the online world right now i guess you can say uh so i mean if they improve the game gameplay online, I feel that that's probably the best thing they can do uh, to make the most money. Yeah, I mean, you know, games are, are definitely, even, uh, it even surprised me when the new Bioshock, uh, well, I mean, it's not new now, but when Bioshock 2 had finally gone to online, although, um, to be completely honest, I think uh, when Gerald and I had, uh, did our uh, video at the Consumer Electronics Show of uh you know, previous year, we were really excited and it looked really good. played played very well, but I mean, at least in my opinion, when uh, when I was running down to get my copy of Bioshock Two, and I uh, finally got you know through the campaign and got into the multiplayer, I was uh you know I was pretty disappointed. Um, only because I mean the the whole structure of the the way the leadership boards and the um, the way that you could um, enhance your plasmids, and um, and they had various other things that you could do to uh, you know to to build up your your customization so that you were a more lethal walking weapon in the multiplayer game. But I don't feel as though they provided enough resources in the multi in, in the multiplayer um, games to be able to build yourself up to an adequate level to be able to you know be on par with everybody else. I mean. Levels aside, you just weren't powerful enough, and I don't know. At least that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but uh, you're also talking about you're only getting it on a on an Xbox Live or a PS3 server. It's not going to get you so far as, like, let's say, World of Warcraft or uh, Diablo, where you can have millions and millions and infinite ways just to uh, level up your person. Uh, and get all that. There's there's still a limit on how much our consoles can can hold and how much online gaming through our consoles can uh, withstand. But now, if you you know, as a developer, were to um, you know, let's just say, and pour money into the online multiplayer, is it eventually going to go towards um, you know two things? One, as we discussed in earlier podcasts um digital downloads are are being uh, becoming more prevalent especially with all the dlc content uh they don't even generally come out with a uh, uh, downloadable content that has that's on a on a data on a cd now you have it all digitally now and also are developers going to do what they did with final fantasy 14 which is going to make it strictly online um i i can guarantee you um, if they can get more money by getting paid subscription services to be online, even more so than what they already do with Microsoft, uh, Microsoft's online community, is that going to be more costly for the average gamer? Uh, I, <laughs> honestly, it probably will be, but it, in a way, it's, it's going to make Microsoft more money, and it's going to save consumers money from either driving down to the nearest GameStop or Walmart or something just to purchase this little disc that uh, that they can get online. It's and if they can store it online and make it easier, I I mean I I guess it's kind of better just to stay at your house and get it rather than drive down. So it's more of a economic uh, benefit towards a consumer as well as. Uh, Microsoft or Sony themselves. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just worried that, you know, um, you know, I just don't want us to see it go uh, to go completely uh, to strictly online, and then everybody ends up, you know, 
pay more well, money. But well, I know we're going to cover more issues, you know, in regards to uh, this past sixty days because some other things came out, such as the move and and some other things, and and there's still you know so many uh, titles yet to come. And so many uh, big, big things yet to come uh, before the end of the year. You know, you've got uh, Gran Turismo, you've got Call of Duty Black Ops, you've got uh, so many other titles. Yeah, Golden Gears of High. War Three. Well, no, that's next year. Next year, I'm talking about this oh, holiday. Oh, season. oh, we're talking about this year. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gran Turismo ever makes it uh, makes it out. Well, that's that's another issue. But uh, <laughs> I know you got more topics so you want to go over. Help. Yeah, exactly. But I know you want to go. I got more topics to get onto. So. Um, yeah, so anyway, moving on. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops vs. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. What's your guys' thoughts and concerns on that? Well, I think uh, when, you're, when you're talking about the Call of Duty, uh, uh, Black Ops, which is coming out in just a few days on November the 9th, um, it has a lot to live up to, not only in gameplay, um, but when it comes to a multiplayer that sets the standard uh, you know, with them and Halo, uh, but you're also talking about something that, you know, last year, Modern Warfare 2 took off like wildfire. It translated over into the to the not only uh, the video game world as a whole, but, you know, when the when the community at large, the world community at large noticed exactly how much was being sold. And, and over the lifetime of the year that's 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 taken place, you're talking about 20 million copies that's taken uh, that's sold. Do I think Black Ops is going to actually capture the uh, the video gamers attention? Uh, for that long period of time, do I think it has that kind of legs? Uh, I'm not really sure. I'd probably say no. Uh, I know most analysts are saying yes. There's more pre-orders now than than Modern Warfare 2, but I really don't think it's going to have the legs that that Modern Warfare 2 did. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I mean, it's getting a lot of hype, so it's it's even possible. Uh, the only thing is, they went from Modern Warfare one to back in World War II and the, with World at War. And World at War was a big upset, both the story mode and the online. It, was, it wasn't that good. Uh, and now that they went back to Modern Warfare and they're going back again with Black Ops being for the, uh, between the Vietnam and Cold Wars, uh, it's, it could just be another upset like World at War where they're just, they should stick with more Modern Warfare, basically. Uh, so, I mean, it's... It could go any way that it just might just be a big hype and an upset, or it could be just uh, as big of a seller as it is a hype right now. And that's what I'm hoping it is. I mean, I don't know. The, the general customer census that I'm getting um, is that there is a considerable amount of hype on it, but, um, you know, like you guys were saying, I, I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't know if it's going to like you were saying, Gerald, stay with, you know, as consistently with sales as Modern Warfare 2 did. Um, I think, you know, Black Ops will be a great game. I just think it's going to be like um, the average the average gamer is going to be, well, I mean, it seems like they kind of already did this. That's yeah. true. That's true. And whether it translates into the game having legs six months to a year down the line, we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. But um, anyway, so um, Sony move sales. Um, you know, there seems to be a lot of skepticism on uh, on what's going on with the move sales. Um, you know, uh, VG charts are saying one thing. Um, you know, there just seems to be a lot of uh, foreshadowing on 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 what's to come with these move sales. So, Gerald, what exactly? Um, you know, can you are you able to give us like an idea of what we're looking at? A realistic number? Uh, well, realistic number. What I see from all the research and data that I've been able to to take a look at, and and I see what Sony's uh, trying to trump out there is saying, you know, we've sold 1.5 million copies worldwide, or 1.5 million uh, controllers, and 1.5 million move bundles, and 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 whatnot. I don't think that that's the case. I think it's, I think they have yet to reach the million barrier from all the indications that I've seen. Um, I think it's been okay, but it hasn't been the resounding success uh, that they were hoping, uh, primarily because I don't think they put the enough as far as you know uh, merchandising and things of that nature. And that's something we're definitely going to cover uh, later on in your feature. 
uh, on Microsoft Connect, and they have not. To me, they haven't put as much into advertising the move. They haven't put much into you know uh, figuring out what the move is going to do. The launch titles have been suspect at best, and I really think the out the growth for it, you know, for it is sketchy because even though it's an outstanding product, and I've been able to test it at length for hours on end. Um, I still think you have. It's all about the games when it comes down to it, and yes, it's going to have support with Killzone, Little Big Planet Two, and some other titles. But I just don't see the, you know, the developers just lining up at the door trying to make move titles. What do you think, Chris? Uh, it's it's reasonable to say that it's at a million. Uh, going back to what it kind of started with, uh, saying that it has about a million copies. But I would say that's more just a million of the bundles, uh, and more or less just like the camera and the new controller together. Uh, and it would make sense because I mean, just mathematically wise, it would make sense. But it, it's it seems like pretty soon, if not already, it's gonna reach a million, even two million of a sale. Uh, it just kind of depends on how. I mean, going off on a tangent, how well. Uh, uh, Connect does. If Connect is going to be a a big sale, then it's probably going to slow down uh, Move. But if it is a big bust, then Move will probably take over the the motion sensor gaming world right now and well, sell more copies than Wii itself. I mean, going into the holiday season, you know, I mean, with the economy being as it is, even you know, after E three, when they officially announced the pricing. Or unofficially announced the pricing. I mean, we even said before. I mean, come on, fifty dollars for the motion controller. I mean, that's a bit much. Uh, yeah. Plus the navigation controller, which you know they're going to make as a requirement for for more than likely future titles. I mean, you know, look at Resident Evil Five. Uh, you know, Heavy Rain. I mean, that's just to name a few. I'm sure a little big planet's going to require the navigation controller at some point as well. I mean, you know, I just think realistically, I mean, from a consumer standpoint. With the economy being as it is, if I know if I had if I was going to drop 150 bucks and get half of what I would get if I got the Microsoft Connect, which is an all-in-one deal, I might as well just get that. Well, uh, you know, like I said, it, it remains to be seen. And uh, as I'll give you my thoughts when you uh, start, you know, when you take care start our feature on the Microsoft Connect uh, later in this podcast, um, I I really think that. Uh, you know, things ahead for the micro, the PlayStation Mover are not looking where they need to be, because of the fact I think it's uh, the titles and support are just not where where it should be. That's a lot of the feedback I get. The titles just aren't there. Not enough launch titles. I don't. I'm not sure if Sony really. And putting uh, it the week of Halo Reach was just not a cool idea. Now, uh, yeah. I, whoever thought of that was just you know, just missing the point. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, actually, to, to kind of link on to the next one, um, you know, continuing on, can Nintendo still come out on top? Well, I think it, uh, I think it still will uh, overall sell better than either system. Simply the fact that you know, at, at, at its price point, and fact that you can, it does come bundled with two games. Just the value. And people, uh, during the holiday season, they don't necessarily shop for convenience. They don't necessarily shop for features and benefits. They shop based off of price. I think for what you get, uh, I think it still remains the best value of the three. And I think that's what's going to be the most, that still makes it the most attractive to the average consumer that is not familiar with video games. And I think that's something you have to focus on, is that the, the people that are going to be buying a lot of these systems are not as knowledgeable about gaming. The moms, the dads, the uncles, the aunts, the grandmothers, the grandfathers. What they do is is they buy based off of whatever little knowledge they have. And, you know, everybody now knows what the Wii is all about. So what do you think, Chris? I, I mean, I completely agree. Most people that are buying the Wii are, like what you said, the not to offend anybody, the the lesser of the knowledgeable, uh, and and also people that want more of a family uh, a family system. Uh, Xbox and PS3 have always been trying to compete for online and for 
the most variety of games, but we has always stuck to more family-oriented games, and that's uh, since now. I mean, most people are kind of trying to stick to stick with their family. Uh, I I don't see why they wouldn't just go out and buy a family-oriented yeah, family-oriented uh, game console, and if it's even going to be two hundred dollars cheaper, uh, that's just an extra bonus to them. Yeah, I think I think, you know, if anything, you know, like like you were saying, Gerald, the price alone is is what's going to uh, going to keep their sales consistent. I mean, I don't know if we'll see a drastic increase for the holiday season, but I mean, I think it's going to stay consistent. And for the most part, I mean, Nintendo is actually getting out there pretty well, uh, considering that uh, the. With like PS3, like let's take that for instance, you can hook up your PSP stuff like that. Even Nintendo is now getting into connecting all your other gaming sources, all your other gaming uh, needs. Plus, Goldeneye, Kirby, um, uh, Epic Mickey, uh, you know, um, Donkey oh, Kong Returns. You know, all those great titles are still coming out for Nintendo, or just came out for Nintendo, and you know, those are they're going to be the sellers to to you know that that get people who don't necessarily buy video games into buying video games and i'm not sure xbox and, and sony really have you know uh, a niche even with uh move and connect coming out really have a, a foothold in that department yeah and we all so everybody knows Gerald can't wait for golden eye to come out <laughs> i'm actually watching the movie now so you, you know golden eye so i'm actually watching it so that 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 tells you something right there um so, um, actually, um, going off of that, uh, the PSP Go price drop. One ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine. Finally, yes. Finally. <laughs> still um, probably not worth it. Still can't play Birth by Sleep, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Man, well, you know, it only took Sony. Let's see, uh, from the announcement, I don't know what three weeks. Yes. Yeah, three weeks to make it worldwide, or at least. Effective. effective, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the reason behind uh, them doing it in the first place, obviously, a because of sales, but uh, b is I think they have bigger things in mind, and I think uh, two of those things was you know uh, I think the PSP two, as I stated in my blog, I think that's a go for next year. I already know it's being handed out to developers. I already know it's underway. I already know that that they're going to be able to uh, take those uh, you know. Uh, ideas which they couldn't get done with the PSP or the PSP Go and get it done with the PSP 2. But um, also on the internet, as uh, if you see on our news page on yourgamesource.com, is, well, PlayStation Phone. The PlayStation Phone, and uh, that looks to be, you know, something that, you know, didn't I tell you a long time ago about that, Nick? You know, that would be, a, you know, something that, that might happen. Yeah, but. You know, I think with the iPhone, the Evo, and a lot of the newer gen phones that are out, I don't know if it's going to have much of a lasting chance. Well, the Windows Mobile 7 as well, but they have that partnership. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, they have that partnership with Sony Sony Ericsson, and I'm telling you right now that that was just something that's a natural that they should have uh, hopped on board a long time ago. Microsoft should, Microsoft should have jumped on the board a long time ago as well. So. Yeah. I agree. I mean, uh, I, I think it would have definitely helped uh, from a you know sales standpoint. But you know, they the news that we received of was of course not quote official. They had pictures of it, but it wasn't quote official. Um, so I guess that will left to be seen. Um, but uh, on that note, we are going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with you and uh, quick we'll- break. Quick break. Yes. I'm yes. union, man. It's going to take a more. I need 15. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Joe will be back at 15 while we go on a quick break. <laughs> okay. All righty, everyone. I did come back from my union break, and we're back with the uh, Game Source podcast. How are you? This is Gerald, along with Nick and Chris. And right now, yes, we're uh, going to cover, well, 
we're on the eve of what I think is going to be one of the historical points in time for video gaming. And that's Microsoft Connect. I'm not saying it because I'm a Microsoft fanboy. I'm saying it because I think that this is a great big adventure for Microsoft. Uh, will it be do or die for the 360 like some have suggested? I, I'm not going to say it's going to be do or die, but I'm going to say if, they're, if their plans are to take over and be number one, if they're, and their intentions are, which, which obviously should be, to be ahead of Nintendo, this is their chance to do it. Nintendo's already on, falling down a little bit on its, on its life cycle. Sales are starting to go down a little bit. Excuse me, Microsoft's going up a little bit. This is the time to do it, and it's time to do it now. They need to capture that market space that that the motion gaming uh, community has out there. The casual gamer, they need to focus on getting that consumer, and this is their this is their big boy to do it. Microsoft Connect. They're spending five hundred million dollars. It's recently reported that Microsoft is spending five hundred million dollars on marketing and advertising Connect. And let me tell you something, you know, they are just going to go like gangbusters. And you will see Connect coming out of your ears on TV, radio, when you go to the drive-thru at Burger King, when you just, you'll see signs, advertisements, everywhere you go, you're going to see Connect. And I'm going to tell you right now, is is it going to be worth the hype? Right now, from what I've tried and what I've played of it, um, there's still some kinks to work out. I think the the launch titles are better than what Move had to offer, but I still yeah. think they need to go a step up. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts as well. So, Chris, well, what most people are uh, that have either tried it or that will try it are they need to first understand the the biggest thing about Connect is that there are no controllers. It's most people might be expecting it to be, oh, it's like the Wii, but it's for Xbox. No, it's not because there is a big difference. Uh, this is actually the first step into the biggest revolution in gaming since probably Atari. And it's because that everything is going into a uh, motion sensor kind of device now, If eventually it's going to be into... Uh, some virtual reality where you put on some glasses, you get beamed into the game, and now you're playing. It's kind of the first step into that. Uh, if it gets your entire body moving into the game, then that's the best. Uh, that's the what most people think of as future gaming. Uh, instead of using a controller to control your guy, now you're using your body to control a guy. So I find that it's going to be a really big, uh, a really big thing. But people just need to remember that. But now, here's the drawback. For uh, how are they going to adequately? Um, I guess I should start out with this. Uh, when Gerald and I were at the uh, E3 this year, um, you know, we got a chance to experiment with it. And uh, like Gerald said, there there are uh, not a large number, but there are a number of issues that probably need to be addressed. Um, at least I noticed, Gerald, there was. Um, not a considerable amount, but there was some lag and some lack of response when you know you had when you were doing movements on the skiing game, for instance. Yes. Um, and uh, I did notice um, at times uh, even the connect itself was was sometimes not responsive to uh, to very fast or volatile movements. Um, my biggest thing, though, is is for the first person shooter. Um, community, the gaming community, is how is Connect going to be able to, with its motion captioning abilities, being able to? I mean, are you going to just run in place? I, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I, I mean, how are they going to get past that that milestone? With how are you going to to move your character throughout a level? Well, it the there same are problems as you do with the motion remote without the navigation. True, and but their goal is to get the casual market that had purchased Nintendos. That, like I said, that the the Nintendo Wii is falling on its life cycle. It's falling on the uh, the latter stages of its life cycle. Let's let's be honest. Let's be frank. Um, yeah. It still sells a lot. Still sell a lot of Wiis, 
I still think it's going to be the the number one seller this this winter, but I uh, I do think that the Xbox 360 is going to close the gap because it's going to get a lot of that market that's already bought purchased Wii's. Yeah, because the Wii, like you said, I mean, might as well be frank about it. Price is really the only competition they have going for them right now. Yes. Um, but you know. That's that's my my biggest thing is that I don't f- I feel as though your capabilities with the Kinect are going to be limited. Um, I don't feel as though you're going to have the um, the versatile mobility as you do with the PlayStation Move. Now, as, as whether or not that is ultimately going to affect sales for the Kinect, um, it has yet to be seen. Um, I know, for instance, you know a lot of the Best Buys here in Vegas have um, converted their stores to uh, their gaming sections to antiquate both a PlayStation Move display and a Microsoft Connect display. Now, which do you think is going to get more attention? You know the Microsoft Connect is going to get the more, more attention. I agree, and I think it's going to translate into sales. Um, like I said, you can't argue with $500 million. $500 nope. million in advertising, and Sony has done little in that regards as far as merchandising dollars i really think that that speaks volumes uh, i i you know i could definitely agree with that especially seeing as though you know um sony provided even its staff with uh, nearly nothing to help promote their product including a display well that's 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 true but i think uh uh, I know in some circles, displays are available at you know game stops and video game stores around the country. On it, it's just you know it's just a matter of getting the product known. And I don't think Sony has really you know taken all the steps that Microsoft has taken in that. But Chris, what's your feedback on let's say the games that are coming out for Connect? It's uh, I mean for the most part, games uh, that are coming out for Connect are all going to be pretty pretty good. Uh, as to getting you used to connect uh, with, I know with the Wii and the Move, they both come with uh, probably one of their most selling and popular games already. Connect, I don't feel that they're putting in their best game, mainly so they can make the money to uh, from the consumers to purchase the best games out there. Uh, do you think that's with, a wi- Do you think that's a wise idea to not pack? Okay, I'm I'm gonna say this. You, you know, I think I don't think there's a different opinion on this. I think Dance Central. I think Dance Central should have been the bundle game. Yeah, it's. I feel that it it would have been a really good one. Uh, I feel that also it could have been even some of the other games that are coming out. I know there's a Sonic game that's coming out for it. I believe. Uh, I don't know if that's coming out at the launch date or later. But if they would have added something more more known out there it well, probably I, I will tell you you can actually get the list off of our site at yourgamesource.com of all the launch titles and, and the dates and, on them and the dates on them that's right and you know if you're looking for that sonic is it sonic free riders if i'm not mistaken yes mistake? it is off yes. the top of no come on Chris, you want connectables you know you do i, you I do know you do <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, that's, I am so totally into Connect, but that's okay. I, Nick, I, that's okay. Nick wants uh, your shape, fitness evolved. Oh <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Sonic Freeriders is coming out November fourth, according to yourgamesource.com. Okay, then that's good because that's probably the first game I'm going to get for it. Uh, but like, that's the reason is because the first game that comes out with uh, with Move is uh, Sports Champions. That game is just all around great. Uh, yes, with, it is. <laughs> with just everything you can do from uh, from the ping pong, just keeping it simple, to even the gladiator fighting is just amazing. And uh, the game's been reviewed, by the way, on our site. Um, I gave uh, I gave it a very good rating. Uh, it had it been online, I think it would have been perfect. Uh, you know, it would have been cool to do uh, move on move ping pong t- uh, paddle tennis from somebody uh, halfway around the world that would have been awesome but uh, outside of that aspect I, I still think the title holds up very well yeah yeah, yeah I, I could agree with that um, well I guess did uh, 
move on to the uh, reviews. If well, you gentlemen don't have anything to say. The only thing I'll say is that I still think uh, there's still, for the future, I know there's a Star Wars game coming out, a Force game coming out. I, I just, oh, yeah. what I see is I still see titles in the, in the queue coming down for Connect uh, that I don't see for the move. I just see, you know, I see a lot more support with Connect, and I think it's just going to translate into more sales for Connect in the long run. Nothing like yeah. doing a force choke on that stormtrooper after yeah. hard work. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, I, you know, obviously, I'm going to be like many people that uh, when I get it, uh, you know, doing Netflix uh, with your Connect is going to be, you know, really cool. So yeah, it is. Yeah. It's going to be sweet. One- the one thing that would have made Connect really good, uh, of course, this is something way off of something that they could probably do, is to make current games compatible with Connect, like they did with the Move, or obviously every game with the Wii. But it's with like the Move, you can play Tiger Woods, which has been out for a few months now, uh, and other games like that. But with uh, Connect, it's you're buying brand new games. You're buying the brand new uh, hardware for it. It's it, some people probably would like to play Call of Duty or Halo or something like that, but obviously that's unrealistic at this point with our technology. But I mean, even you know, with the even with Sony with the move, I mean, a lot of their previous titles they're not really putting uh, much effort into making compatible. At least not now. I mean, I can understand Sony moving forward from this point on and, and wanting to promote. I mean, you know, I, I, I do have to give Sony this, that their $20, $20 decrease in market value for their uh, Move exclusive titles is a fairly good deal. Oh, yeah, definitely. That depends on the game. You're, you're talking yeah. Kung Fu Riders is not a bit, you know, <laughs> that, that game is probably uh, only worth a value about $9. <laughs> um, actually, I, I say $5, but. Okay. But, $7.50. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fight Lights Out, when it comes out, obviously that one's going to be a very good deal at thirty nine ninety nine. But and you still have crisis. Time Crisis is fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, and you're getting three games in it. That's a that's a good well, deal. Unfortunately, uh, I have a review on that, and that may change your mind once you hear that. <laughs> well, well, it's three games. Of course, it's the fourth one. Uh, played that you play that in the arcade. You played the new one out, and then some other game. I didn't even hear anybody talk about that one because it's not that good. Uh, well, I, as I say in my review in a, in a few minutes, I'm think it's. Uh, I'm 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 going to try and change your mind on that. Okay. Well, um, we got a few reviews here. Uh, I'm going to start out with Star Wars: Force Unleashed Two. F uh, S T F U two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was pretty impressed with the opening of Star Wars: Force Unleashed Two. Um, although the game plays very well. Um, it's very fluid. Um, I did experience um, a considerable amount of lag, especially um, as you got farther throughout the game and you were faced with more challenges, uh, larger amounts of group of enemies, um, especially when you used your force lightning. I almost almost always had the game stop for just a second. Um, I think in terms of uh, the gameplay is very linear. Um, they really didn't change much from the first one. I didn't hold high expectations that the game would considerably change, but I was expecting some change. Um, the plus, you do start out with more force powers. Um, you do get uh, you know things like mind trick and uh, um, you know your traditional uh, dual sabers is nice. Uh, fully customizable sabers. Um, you know you can get an array of saber crystals, which change the um, the way your offense and defense are. Um, overall, I'm going to give it a game source rating of 7.5. Um, I don't think the game was all there. Um, I think they could have done a lot more. I was very disappointed with how short the game was. Um, the custom- customization was a plus. Um, it had a very compelling storyline. Um, and at the end, which I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I will say you get to choose between light or dark side. So um, for all you gamers out there who um, are expecting huge change from the Star Wars series, um, I'm sorry to inform you, but don't expect much. Um, so anyway, moving on to my uh, review of Fable 3. Um, I haven't played all the way through Fable 3, but I'll tell you uh, thus far 
I see some major changes and and most of those changes are structured around the way that you customize and equip and interact with um, your characters and your weapons. Um, Fable 3 does have a system that you have an evolution of weapons, uh, which I think is really neat. Um, you are able to actually take a pretty much rinky-dink sword and through use you're able to upgrade it using a system called guild points. Um, I think the concept is cool because it replaces the experience with guild points, it removes the uh, hit point bar and the MP bar and gives you unlimited use of magic um, because the magic system uses a gauntlet system now um, versus you know your traditional Final Fantasy type you know uh, magic. Um, your hit point gauge, the drawback though is, is that you never really know when you're dying until you start seeing your screen light up red and that's a so tell, tell tall sign to get out of the area which is near impossible to do because you're surrounded by 15 enemies usually. So um, the biggest drawback is in the middle of action to equip weapons and armor and gauntlets you have to hit pause go into a room, go into another room, and then go into another room and then choose a mannequin or an armor or a weapon. Biggest drawback of the game. Very time-consuming. It's actually made me just want to stop playing a number of times. Um, but overall, so far, very compelling storyline. Um, you won't be disappointed if you liked Fable 2. It kept a lot of the same traditional traits. And uh, overall, I'm going to give that a game source rating of 7.5 as well. All right. If you don't ask, mind me asking really quick, though, uh, sure. some people might want to know for uh, if it if it does have a lot of stuff from Fable 2. Uh, what about the multiplayer uh, thing where you actually can watch other people and their orbs online, and you can join them up? Do they still keep that same kind of feature? They did, um, and actually, a lot of the concern from what I've heard originally was that. Um, you lacked customize, customizable character because you started out with a generic character. But I want to assure everybody that even right in the beginning of the game, as you make money with the same traditional Fable jobs, you um, can fully customize your character with tattoos and hair, uh, beard, any kind of facial hair. Um, everything comes into play, and then you are actually able to go in, and other people can see you. On, on the online multiplayer. Because goodness yeah. knows you can't go hacking and slashing without a good facial hair. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got to look good while you're killing. <laughs> but, um, so, did that cut your question, Chris? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's one of the biggest questions I wanted to know because that was pretty cool uh, what they added from Fable into Fable 2. And uh, definitely, I'm pretty sure a lot of other people liked it because I saw bunch of people uh, playing Fable 2 and joining up with others and their friends and but uh, I, I I mean I admit that the new uh, you can see your own customizable character is a really cool feature because before it was you get to pick an evil guy a good guy or an evil girl or a good girl and it was kind of it was kind of lame so I, I really liked what they did I just needed to make sure that everything was uh, out there and also let our listeners know that that's all out there as well. Yeah, you know, and it's definitely worth playing. Um, you know, I uh, I have a lot of fun with it. Like I said, I'm I'm probably not even halfway through it, taking my time with it. So, um, you know, I would definitely give it a given it given it a seven point five. All right. All right. Um, oh, last sorry. but not least is your uh, your game that you were looking so forward to for so long. Yes, my beloved Fallout New Vegas. And for everybody out there, <laughs> I'm going to give you an unbiased opinion. Fallout New Vegas is awesome. <laughs> that doesn't um, sound unbiased, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say that. Um, Fallout New Vegas, um, for those of you who are expecting um, considerable change from uh, Fallout 3, um, I don't want to say you'll be disappointed, but don't hold such a high expectation. Um, Fallout New Vegas has a number of different attributes and traits compared to the Fallout 3 series, uh, the previous Fallout series. 
Um, the major ones I want to point out is that your healing items do work on a time system. Um, stim packs are the only things that heal you instantly, um, which adds uh, a great deal of strategy to the game, um, which I think will be uh, a more challenging approach for gamers. They also have a mode in which you actually can starve, you need to eat regularly, you need to sleep regularly, and you need to be dehydrated uh, hydrated normally, or you'll die. Um, your stim packs heal you half of what they usually do, and your ammo supply is half of what it usually is. So um, it definitely offers gamers who go through that first round and go, ah, you know what, I pretty much breezed through that. You know, it offers you another avenue you can go down, which is going to be a lot harder for you to do. Um, but the whole general concept, uh, to be able to go to Vegas and to hit the slots and to be able to interact and be able to um, play just like Vegas. You know, if you're winning too much money and the, somebody comes up and gives you the thumbs up that you need to leave, that's what they do in the game. Um, you know, so um, not huge change with the game, but... Um, there are a considerable number of uh, changes, um, you know. So what do you give it? I, I, I'd say I'd give it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, a high rating. Not many games get that high. What about the hiccups I, I, and the glitches everybody's reporting? You know what? I don't know what glitches everybody's reporting because I have gone through that game smoothly. I haven't had any problems with it. <laughs> what are the few? Uh, you know what? You know what, what? About, what about I about this biased opinion of yours. I, you know, <laughs> the, I like the fact that you can customize a thousand different customizable weapons. I mean, you can customize your weapons a thousand different ways. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can. <laughs> you, you got the point. There are a thousand different customizable fashions for weapons. There you go. I yeah. just blanketed it. <laughs> well, let me let me tie. It's about time to give, for me to give you my biased uh, reviews of totally biased reviews of three games uh, that we did recently. Uh, first off is Dead Rising Two, uh, great game that's you know just uh, come out that you know uh, sequel that had the actual DLC Dead Case uh, Dead Zero, and I really you know my overall opinion was I thought it was very good. Um, still has the issues with the saves that that I think needs to be approved upon. So maybe when Dead Rising Three uh, comes out, it'll be better. But uh, I, you know, I gave it an eight out of ten. I think it's a very solid experience. You know, obviously the customizable weapons, as uh, Nick seems to be very fond of, uh, that's able to to take place here. With a lot of things you just find in the environment that you can tape together and make into a weapon to kill zombies. You know, if you're a zombie lover, and you, you know, I know many people that are, this is for you. It's a great, it's a very solid game. Uh, it's, you know, a good playthrough time, about 10, 12 hours. Uh, you know, it has replay, replayability. You can play a co op. It's a very solid game. I gave that 8 out of 10. Um, Next one I reviewed was unfortunately Medal of Honor, which you know had all that hype that you guys were talking about earlier. Uh, it sold through pretty well. It's going about two million sold worldwide for both systems. Um, I you know, but my review on it unfortunately seems to be in line with a lot of other people's. That gave it a seven out of ten. It's a generic by the numbers campaign. And to me, it's an underwhelming and not as developed uh, multiplayer as it should have been, uh, at least coming from the people who uh, on the multiplayer side who, who do Battlefield Bad Company 2, which is a tremendous multiplayer game. And uh, the, the single player, which is done by Electronic Arts Los Angeles, um, unfortunately, that to me was... You know, not only was it as short as Modern Warfare 2, but it really didn't have the exhilarating and thrilling sequences that, that Modern Warfare 2 had as well. So I gave that a 7 out of 10. And last but not least, Time Crisis. Um, <laughs> yes, it does have... The, the arcade edition? <laughs> well, you know, the, I, I am a fan of the Time Crisis series and the, and the, and the rail shooters and... and if it's when it stays on that format and you're able to go ahead and play the rail shooting atmosphere, uh, the rail shooting aspect of it, that part is fun. 
But unfortunately, there's a tacked-on first-person shooter and tacked-on multiplayer that absolutely nobody will be online for. And unfortunately, as I'm going to post the next couple of days, uh, for me, it gets a game source rating of 4, 10, 4 out of 10, simply oh. because the fact it just did not stay for 60 bucks. It does not do what it needs to be do, and and it needs to stay as a rail shooter. And unfortunately, there's even though it has the Time Crisis Four and the Pirates rail shooter on it, it's just not. You know, the game didn't totally devote itself to the rail shooter and provide a long and lengthy uh, and detailed story. Um, and at times, I think even you know when you if you listen to the. Uh, voiceovers that that even they're uninterested uh in doing this game as well so i'm gonna give it a four out of ten uh definitely a disappointing way to to utilize the move and i i suggest people might want to choose uh other games at least until this game hits the clearance bin at like say twenty dollars or so okay well from everything that you've said i mean it sounds like you could probably give it a five considering you don't have to pay 50 cents each time you lose a life yeah, but it's it's yeah, but you still have to pay sixty bucks for it right now. That to me is an issue for something like I said. You know, you buy Time Crisis because it's a great rail shooter, and when the game is not totally devoted to that, it you know that to me is a disappointment. It should be at least twelve hours straight of nothing but rail shooting, and when it goes off into a tangent like doing a, a tacked on first person shooter and multiplayer, that's not what Time Crisis to me is all about. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that about really, uh, sums things up for tonight, huh? Well, tell us uh, a little bit more about our site and, and what's coming up in the future for, for our podcast. Well, um, ladies and gents, all you gamers out there um, and our committed listeners, um, expect a major overhaul on the site uh, within uh, actually over the next few weeks. Uh, we will... Still be posting uh, updated news and the most current information, so please don't let site changes or things that appear to be. Weird. And our blogs. Don't forget our blogs, you know, because everybody has got to hear my opinion because my opinion counts. Yeah. Your, Make your sure you go. The and, only opinion. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm just teasing when I say that. But, you know, we got a, you got a lot of people that are coming on board and and. You know, I encourage people to check out the site on a regular basis to check out all these opinions because we're all gamers. We're all gamers at heart. We enjoy video gaming, and it's something that we love to do. And you'll be able to read about that, you know, every day when you come on the site. And don't forget, all everybody out there, make sure you see, uh, go to see Gerald's page and watch him rip apart Time Crisis in his review. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, don't let things being all over the place uh, deter you. We are going through a major overhaul, so please expect changes. Expect good changes, and remember, make sure to visit your number one source of gaming news and entertainment at www.yourgamesource.com. And I would like to thank everybody for being here tonight, Gerald and Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and, it's, uh, and it's my pleasure to join the team and be on my first podcast this night on a lovely evening with you, you two gents. Well, hopefully you'll be on many more with us, and hopefully I'll be on many more before Nick probably kicks me off the staff. <laughs> yes, we're going to kick the uh, the so founder of the uh, website off. Well, it's happened before. Just watch the social network, but you'll see what happens. <laughs> True. No comment. <laughs> um, well, guys, expect uh, our next podcast to be uh, probably after uh, the Microsoft Connect is released uh, next week. Uh, give you an update on how sales figures and trends are going on with that and uh, have more great news to bring to the table for you. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for a wonderful evening. Uh, again, thank you for joining us uh, for Game Source Podcast. And please visit www.yourgamesource.com under uh, – actually, you can check us out um, on our podcast on any page. Right, Gerald? Well, actually, it's on the front page now on the side. If you take a look on your sidebar, you'll see it in order, in sequence, uh, right there uh, on the right-hand side. It's uh, probably the easiest place for our fans to take a look at it. Okay. Well, um, you heard the man. 
uh, everybody, have a good night until we talk to you next time. See ya. Good night. Thank you.